Hello and welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. My name is Derek and if this is your first time in the show, well, welcome. And this is a podcast where we talk about solo and cooperative board games. That's right. Once in a while, we also do the weird ones where we talk about a competitive game uh, that, that it cannot be played solo. And sometimes we do interviews, uh, Kickstarter previews and that sort of things. Anyway, I hope you uh, enjoy your time here with me. And of course, we're going to talk about board games. I'm going to tell you what I have been playing most recently. We're going to talk about today's or tonight or this evening episode, depending on where you're listening and what time it is. Uh, and of course, as you can read on the title of the show, we're going to talk about Vengeance, the director's cut. Well, we're going to talk mainly about Vengeance uh you know, the board game, the course, and then we're going to go a little bit about the expansion, the uh, director's cut, or director's cut, sorry, my accent. And, you know, I have to throw there a big disclosure. This game was uh, sent uh, to me for review from our friends from Mighty Board Games, and this game is designed by Gordon Calleja. So we're going to be talking about the game. Also, like I mentioned, I'm going to be telling you what I have been playing recently. I will give you a little bit of a spoiler of next week episode, actually, or next weekend episode, or next episode. Uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, because this is episode number 83. Can you believe it? 83 episodes. And if this is your first time, once again, well, you feel free to go back after you finish this one and check the other ones out. You know, it will be interesting to go back to episode uh, one, episode two, episode three, just because I didn't have the, the microphone that I'm using right now, neither the console or neither the recording equipment. And it was very, uh, you know, rustic, basically. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Even some episodes I recorded directly through my iPad. So I know, I know some of the previous episodes have been awful quality, but I would say probably since the last uh, 20 or so, the quality has improved significantly since, you know, I was, I had the opportunity to buy more equipment for, for the podcast, uh, you know, and that's it. And if you want to support the show in any way, please do by following us in our social media at SoloBG Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And like always, you can go to kickstartedgames.com because they are the official sponsor of SoloBG Podcast and SoloBG Podcast en Español, which is the Spanish version of SoloBG. And uh, they are willing to give you a 15% off from your total purchase if you put the code SoloBG all together. There it is. So anyway, let's start with this short. With, let's start with this short. Let's start with the show. Uh, you know, like always, in three, two, one. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays, and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Alrighty, so now we are ready to start with the show. Once again, this is the episode of Vengeance, uh, Director Scott Expansion as well. Uh, once again, this was sent completely for free uh, to me just for the purposive of reviewing in the podcast but once again my opinion on the game will be completely straightforward and completely honest to you in that way hopefully this episode will help you to decide 
if you want to, you know, uh, try to find the game, get the game, or if you just probably want to try it first before buy it, or who knows. Let, let's see what you hear here, and then, you know, hopefully this will be, uh, I guess, resourceful for you, and that way you can make a good decision, uh, like I always try to recommend. Anyway, let me start this episode by telling you what I have been playing recently. Let me open the app here, because as many of you, my friends, I use the BGG Stats app. Um, so what I've been playing recently, most recently, actually, I played a game that it really fascinated me. I really liked it. I really actually loved it. Um, I was looking forward to play a game, a game like this. And then I found out that it has a solo mode. So now, hopefully, I can get my hands in a copy with a copy of this game. And I'm talking about Rurik. Rurik, the Dawn of Kib. Um, it's basically sort of like an area control combat, kind of like a war game-ish, uh, where you're going to have a very interesting mechanic of auction, kind of, where you're going to have different meeples with different values, and you're going to have different actions that you can choose from, uh, for example, to trade, to build, and they're going to have columns, right? Of course, the one on the top are going to be the most powerful actions. So let's say you put your meeple number three, or with the number three value on battle with the, on the top is going to give you two swords. That means two attack points. But then if somebody else goes and put a higher number meeple, then your meeple will go down on that column, and now probably he will still he will still get the attack action, but less powerful. So and it has this kind of mechanic of a auction for you know selecting you know actions that you're going to use during the game, and then during the game you will have your your uh, little warriors, little soldiers in different uh, areas of the map, and then you're going to resolve the actions in order, going from 1 to 5 on the auction track, and then you're going to be resolving those actions, such as build, uh, such as uh, taxes, which is basically getting resources for that you can use later on the game, or attacking your opponents, uh, or building a fortress, a church, or a market, and it is very, very, a very interesting game, and honestly... Like I mentioned, I loved it. Um, I hope I can get my hands on one of, on one copy, and that way I can play it solo. And I literally, literally, will have to record an episode about this game because usually I try to bring uh, games that I like, you know, to the podcast. And 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 this is a good time to talk about this because, um, you know, I I've been thinking recently about you know my my profile as a, as a podcaster, I guess, as uh, with this show. And I've been in retrospective and, and thinking about the games that I've been dedicating, uh, you know, episodes to. And most of them, I actually enjoy them. And I, I guess it's just my my seal, you know, where where I bring games to the show that I either they send it to me and I had to do a review because I have the moral commitment. Uh, but also, I usually try to bring games that I actually have fun with. Or sometimes it's games that I spend a lot of money on it, and then I didn't like it at all, and then I want to tell you about. But I will say like 80 or 90% of my episodes are from games that I really enjoy. Anyway, that's why when I play a game like this that I actually loved, I really want to bring it to, to the podcast because I know I will be excited to talk about because I know uh, I can help you know a lot of fellow solo gamers outside in the world to try to you know get some amazing games as well. 
So there it is. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to throw it out there, <laughs> another disclosure or of where the, this podcast usually goes, right? Uh, I also play another very, fam very fun family game by Pandosaurus Game that it's called, or its name, Gods Love Dinosaurs. It's a tile placement, basically, and with a very cute uh, meeples, you know, dinosaur meeples and different animals meeples that you are trying to expand your uh, your Jurassic world, I guess, your Jurassic fauna. Also, with different, you know, types of animals like rats, um, like um, frogs. Um, there's some predators like uh, birds and tigers. And then the dinosaurs, of course, that they want to eat those predators. And it's, it has a very interesting and clever mechanic of, of following a, a food chain, you know, where the the predators, they will eat Uh, frogs, rats, rabbit, and then the dinosaurs will eat those predators. And as the dinosaurs eat those predators, they leave egg behind where they can, more dinosaurs are going to come. They can bring more dinosaurs. Um, and, of course, they're going to have baby dinosaurs. And whoever has more dinosaurs on, I already said the word dinosaurs a lot, but whoever has more dinosaurs on the map, uh, as, uh, as well, like, uh, whoever has more eggs, they're going to be basically the winners of the game. It's a very fun game, family game. I mean, this is no secret. I probably won't do an episode unless our good friends from uh, Pandasaurus Games send me a copy. Then, of course, I will dedicate a full episode. But um, it's a very fun game, family game. It's I don't own it, actually. One of my friends own it. He's the owner of the game, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to next time when I go to my gaming store, if they have it, just to grab a copy. Uh, and, you know, bring it and play with my wife. I think this is a, f a fun game as well for couples. So if you are lucky enough to play with your significant other or with your kids or, or, or with your uh, parents or brothers or sisters, well, this is a very fun game that I also think that it will help as a window game. I always call it a window game, right? Like a game that will help to bring more people to the hobby. And that's always great. Because even if we enjoy and we love to play solo board games, sometimes it's it's good to bring people to the hobby because either you can try to turn them to solo board gamers or when we uh, get to be in better times and non-pandemic times, I guess, uh, we will be able to play cooperative with, with those people. So, I don't know. That's my thought. So, check it out. Uh, God loves uh, God's love di dinosaurs. Also, another game that... Ah, it's very, very uh, underrated of all the solo gamers out there because, of course, if you are, if you like Euro games and you like great Automa games with great solo modes, then you know David Tersey. And David Tersey, well, his most famous game, I guess I would dare to say, and most epic game, it's Anachrony. I played Anachrony last year. Uh, around summertime well actually when when where we didn't have the gen con here in indianapolis i got together with some friends and play you know just a group of three very safe uh we play for around three or four days like just trying to imitate the experience which of course was very far was very far away imitate the experience of gaming for two or three days that we usually get on gen con um which by the way the rumors are that this 2021 GenCon is going to happen. I'm looking forward to get more news because I don't know if it's the right call or the safe call, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, um, I played Anachrony back then, and yes, I liked it, but not as much as I thought I was going to like it. And probably it was because we were learning the game, 
And we found out later that we didn't play according to the rules. And it was still, like, very fresh. And it's very epic. And it's a lot going on. And time traveling. And going back for your resources. And worker placement. And, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole a whole thing. But then I played it again this last weekend. And it really blew my mind. It's a super heavy Euro game. I dare to say that it's one of the most complex Euro games that I have played. And I definitely love it. I love it. Um, I'm looking forward. I know some backers are getting now their Infinity Box, where you're getting this humongous box of of uh, Anachrony with all the expansions that allow you to play solo. I didn't play it solo. There, big disclosure. I played with friends both times. Uh, but I can see that I will love the game playing it solo. So now I'm at the stage <laughs> of trying to, even if it's going to be a, a little bit expensive, I'm trying to get a copy of Anachrony Infinity Box with the expansions and stuff. I already found it on the radar. It's a little bit expensive. It's actually like $80 more of versus what it would it be if I if I would have backed the game because some backers are already getting it. And I know the the hype is already there, but also a lot of people are selling it. Uh, I can see that game not being for everyone because it's it's and i don't mean in a disrespective way but it's complex and sometimes um you know it's just that i mean when you play solo you want to have more adventure than thinking i myself consider uh you know consider i, I consider myself as a gamer as a, a married trash more thematic gamer versus euro gamer but at the same time anachrony is it just it just really blew my mind i mean it really did so so there is i mean i played it uh, I look forward to hear your comments and your thoughts if you, if you have played and you like it. Once again, on any of the platforms that you're listening through or, or in the, our social media, please feel free to, you know, to just let me know. I mean, let me know uh, your thoughts on the game. But anyway, I play Anachrony and I loved it. Another game that is really growing on me, like it really it really does, and it's it's a game that it the production is great. Uh, the expansions are super cute, and I already got the neoprene mat. I already got the acrylic uh, tokens. I already got most of all the things that can help the game to be more uh, visual and more beautiful at the table. Uh, I already got them, and I am looking forward to play it solo because I haven't. But I'm talking about Root. And Root by Leader Games, it's a game that I'm loving it. Actually, it's we talked on the last episode. It's on my challenge for this year with my wife of 10 games. And I can see easily, easily being done with that challenge in a month or so. Um, even if I'm playing a lot of other games because, you know, for, for podcast reasons. And not only the English one, the Spanish one as well. Uh, but Root, it's great. I just loved it. And I will have to do an episode about it and talk about different factions, favorite factions, how they work. Uh, talking about, I will talk about the solo mode. I mean, that's going to be a long episode. But if you like Root or if you are curious about Root, please stay tuned because that episode is coming soon. It's, I give you, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. It's probably going to be, it's going to make it to my top five of this 2021 so there is a spoiler alert. i don't have anything to hide i'm loving the game and it, it just works works great it works great like so far a lot of people have complained about not being balanced if you play according to what the rule book recommend you you know 
to play with the cats, then the birds. And then if you're having a three players with Woodland Alliance, and then if you have four players, well, then put the Vagabond. If you play that way, I haven't found the game on balance. There were some comments over there on the social media. They were saying, like, well, if you play two players with these factions, it's imbalanced. Probably. It's not balanced. But if you play according to what they recommend you, it, it, it is well balanced. So check it out if you haven't. That's root. That's another game that I'm loving. And finally... Another game that I've been playing that it's also, this is where I wanted to give you the spoiler, is highly like, highly likely the next episode of Solo BG Podcast. And if it's not the next one, the following one, uh, I've been playing Altar Quest by Blacklist Games and designed by Adam and Brady Sadler. Uh, same designers from uh, Street Masters and Brook City and now Altar Quest, um, Hour of Need, and most recent Kickstarter. I've been playing that game. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, kind of, like, kind of like a hero quest, but cooperative and with way more strategy. Uh, it's a beast, and I'm looking forward to doing an episode about it. I'm not going to say no more. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to say no more on that game right now because I don't want to spoil anything because I've been playing the game. I played it solo. I played it three players. Oof, three players. I played it two players, and... Um, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to to tell you about Alter Quest and and tell you the the good things and not the such good things of the game. Anyway, um, after this and after after we went through we went through all these uh, games that I've been played. I think it's time. I think it's time we jump into our vengeance zone. Uh, and it reminds me of the new upcoming Batman where with Robert Pattinson when he says I'm vengeance. Uh, so. Uh, this is not a Batman game. This is more like a John Wick meets Kill Bill and let's start to do some chaos uh, type of game. Uh, and so if you're in that sort of thing, this is a game that you probably want to put attention to. And it, the designer is Gordon Calleja, also is the same designer of Posthuman Saga, which uh, it should be on Kickstarter very sooner, probably at the time that you're listening to this episode. The Kickstarter of Posthuman Saga, of Post-Human Saga should be already on. And um, check it out. Check it out because I did an episode about that game as well. Uh, so anyway, designed by Gordon Calleja, uh, published by Mighty Board Games. And let's start, you know, like we always do, going through the boxing cover, going through inside the box, do the audio unboxing, then talk about the gameplay, and then I will share my thoughts with you. So let's start. With the first section of the show. Box and cover. Alrighty, so now we are ready to start with the box and cover section of the show. <sighs> Boy, <laughs> it's a 12-inch standard size box. But man, it's heavy. <laughs> this box is very heavy. And it's a very th- uh, thick, actually, because it has a bunch going on inside. It's a heavy box, I will tell you that. Actually, I was talking to one of my, to my friend, Jonathan... And I, we believe that it was on Gen Con of 2018 that we went and demoed this game. It was 2018 or 19. We demoed this game, uh, and the box, it was super heavy. And I think actually it was on the boot Gordon Calleja. Um, but anyway, this is the game once again. On the cover, you have a bunch of thoughts, talks, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it, uh, T-H-U. GS, dogs, you know, thugs. Oh man, it's English. Uh, the bad guys. <laughs> they're there. One guy is like with a suit and 
getting his pistol and other guys with a, a baseball bat, other guys with sword, and he's like a Russian ma mafia over there. And then he's in the other side, this guy running away, to running actually towards them with a golf uh, uh, club or a golf stick, you know, trying to kill them with that. That's vengeance. But Mighty Board Games, two to four players, says in the box, you can play it solo. That's That's... Out of the bat, I will tell you this. I don't know why they put two to four players. This is, could be easily one to, one to four players. Uh, 14 euro plus, 30 minutes average. We were going to talk about that at the end. And it's published by Mighty Boards. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Vengeance. And then it says the axe forgets the tree remembers. I love it. <laughs> uh, and that's then it's white uh, ba white background with red on the bottom. Very cool. And then I'm trying to hold the microphone here and actually turn the box to sides. Then on one, you have like a very cool guy with sunglasses and a men's bun <laughs> on there. Uh, and then he's ha having a baseball bat kind of like looking at you like do you saying like do you have any problem? Then on the other side, there's like this biker guy full of tattoos as well looking at you with revenge or vengeance face. And then let's see on the other side. I'm trying to turn the box with one hand, but it's very hard. And then you have one of the bad guys. I recognize this guy because I fight against him. Uh, this guy full of tattoos again. Uh, he has some chains on his neck and earrings and stuff. And he has like a kind of type of Lucille Negan uh, walking dead baseball bat. And then you have the back of the box. Take your favorite revenge movie and crank the action dial up a few notches. Welcome to Vengeance. You have been left for dead by the wrong sort of people. It's time to get revenge. Hunt your fighting skills. Find out where the villains who wronged you are hiding. And strike down your vengeance upon them in action-packed fight sequences. However, you're not the only one they're wrong. Other players are also seeking revenge. So make sure it's you who carves your name on the brute's chest first. It includes 80 miniatures, and we're going to talk about the components, and it includes as well solo missions for each character. So once again, if you're telling me in the back of the box that includes solo missions for each character, why you don't put one to four players on the front? But anyway, it probably could be a mistake, and, and then they send it um, to production, but that's the box of Vengeance boxing cover. Huge box. Well, actually, okay, so I think it's a mistake on the printing because on the back of the box, it actually says one to four players. And then on the sides of the box and on the front of the box, it says two to four players. So probably, you know, a little mistake on production. There is. I just caught it, actually. Uh, so anyway, there's that, uh, you know, fun fact, I guess. And then it shows you, of course, the, con the uh, contents of the game and the, uh, how it will look on the table. Pretty epic. And that's basically it. So now let's jump to see what do we find inside the box.
Inside the Box. Before we jump into the Inside the Box section of the show, I forgot actually to talk about the uh, director's cut, Feed the Immaculati Gang. This actually comes in another box, more thin, more smaller, a game once again by Gordon Calleja. And this one, if you have seen John Wick, is basically the old bad lady from John Wick. Uh, and uh, John Wick on the other side. And then, uh, this is like a more like Italian gang. Uh, every new gang faces a new hero, but this time you direct the movie and feed the Immaculati gang. Uh, and it's basically basically an expansion, which includes a new solo mission for all Vengeance heroes, so it changed the game a little bit. Uh, hero perks, story awards, and director cards. It modifies the game somehow, with the director's card, especially for the multiplayer game. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to throw it out there since I didn't talk about this. Now, let's open the big box of Vengeance. And like always, you know, let me hold the microphone with my arm. I like to, you see? This is a big boy. here. Look, There he is. Okay. So now let me open the box here. Give me a minute because my microphone is falling. Okay. Got it. Okay. Right. Good. Okay, the first thing we're going to find, it's actually a big, 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 nice rule book. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, I always like to say how many pages is on the rule book. Um, let's go through it. I'm opening right now. It's uh, 18 double-sided. Actually, I'm wrong. It's not 18. It's another one here. It's uh, 20 double-sided pages of Vengeance, which they include the solo mode at the end, Vengeance for One, solo game, uh, game additions. And, of course, all the different things. It also includes, like, a box insert organization type of instructions and, you know, uh, different things like a quick montage setup. To They tell you which cards to play first, like a, a quick start guide, basically, in case you want to jump and uh, play the game right away. And then you're going to get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of content inside the box. You're going to find tiles where they're going to be double-sided, uh, which um, they're a big tile board, uh, which you're going to kind of make your scene in different locations. Usually you start with six. These um, locations as well, they have uh, victory points on the corners, different uh, uh, setup spots for villains, um, uh, setup spots for your hero. Then you're going to get a bunch of cards as well, hero cards and stuff. You're going to get a bunch of dice. Uh, and, of course, because we like it, we're going to get a bunch of minis. I believe it's 80 minis or so. So you get a lot. So if you like to paint, well, my friend, if you like to paint, this is a game where you're going to be painting a lot. You're also going to get tokens. You Once again, the dice, the hero cards, the villain cards, and all that stuff. You also get like a, some, well, the trays are designated to hold everything. They also have like another little plastic tray where you can put your victims, you know, the ones that you take revenge from, as a trophy in that way you can show them off and you can get points towards the end of the game. Um, you get all this inside the box. So now that we see what do we find inside the box, let's talk briefly. Well, actually, let's open the let's open the expansion as well. You see, I'm forgetting about the expansion. I don't know why. Um, so on the expansion, you will get 10 miniatures, base clips, the hero board, the director cards, hero per cards, the story rewards, uh, and a lot of tokens as well that you're going to be using. And actually, the character that you get on director's cut is one of my favorite, Napoleon. The Na the, he's the Napolitan ninja, like an, 
Italian ninja, which I love it. Uh, he looks kind of like a John Wick with a haircut. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, now that we see what we find inside the box, let's go to our next section where I'm going to tell you briefly, because there's a lot going on, on how to play the game, an idea of the game, and then I will share my thoughts with you. So let's go right now and see how the game plays. Game play. Are you looking for that Kickstarter game that you missed during the Kickstarter campaign? Are you looking for that awesome and mythic expansion for one of your favorite board games? Are you sad because you didn't got the Kickstarter version of that game? Or perhaps you are like me and like to get a game with Kickstarter exclusive components and stretch goals? Well, don't look any further and go right now to kickstartergames.com. There, you will find Kickstarter board games, expansions, Kickstarter exclusive content, graphic novels, RPG novels, toys and collectibles, and much more. Kickstarter games is my favorite site to go and get those amazing games that I want to have on my gaming collection. Plus, they offer free shipping in the US when you spend $99 or more. And if that wasn't enough, Right now, you can get a 15% off if you use the code SOLOBG. That's right. Use the code SOLOBG altogether and obtain 15% off from your total purchase. So go right now and check it out while you listen to this episode. Once again, www.kickstartedgames.com and enjoy all those amazing games. Alrighty, so now we are ready to talk briefly about the idea of the game. Because once again, in a podcast, I feel like, I mean, why I will explain you like literally every single detail of like this card and this card, that's more like sort of a tutorial video. I'm assuming you're here because you want to, you know, hear about the game uh, besides the thoughts, like, you know, get an idea of, okay, what is this game about? How is it played? So that's, that's what I've been trying actually to do on the most recent episodes, because before uh, I was so excited on the games that I will literally do like an audio tutorial. And But I found out that sometimes, well, not that it's useless, but if you want that, well, you're probably going to go to YouTube and check for a video, which there are a lot of fantastic content creators out there, um, such as Adam Smith from Rolling Solo, Michael Kelly from One Stop Gop Shop, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's why here... I'm just going to, you know, give you the idea more about the feeling of the game. So the game basically is like that, like an action movie. Uh, because on your setup, you're going to have six different tiles, six different locations where you can go and try to find that villain that really uh, wronged you, you know, the villain that really hurt you, the, re the villain that, you know, broke your knees and your back and you're like Batman and you're back on your feet and you're like John Wick and Kill Bill at the same time and you're just looking for revenge or probably your character, it's a, 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 you know, a lady that she's pretty cool with some katanas because they kidnapped their grandson. So different stories that you can take with characters, actually. that The, the narrative of the game, it's great. I like it. So you're going to have uh, like a tracker, a turn tracker, which is the wronging, and then you're going to go to montage, combat, montage of the scene, 
combat, montage in combat until you reach the end of the game. And the idea is that you have gonna have a deck of enemy card, a deck of enemy cards, yes, face down. And once you go to a place, you're gonna reveal, you're gonna set up some villains, uh, some thugs, and then you're gonna reveal a main henchman that it will be on that location. Then you're gonna try to fight, and you're just gonna have a few turns to fight, a few rolls to fight. The fight is gonna happen, very dice chuckling. You're gonna roll some dice, you're gonna get some results that will allow you to either run, uh, the, the you know, move from that room to another one, to shoot, you know, at the next or adjacent room to one of the villains or henchmen. Or you can do uh, some sort of melee attack. You know, depends on the on your character. You can pretend that you're uh, hitting them with a baseball bat, with your fist, or 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 with the swords, or whatever your character is. That that part you not you need to put the theme there. In that way, you can feel that it's super thematic. Um, anyway, once you resolve those actions, then the enemies will activate, and then you're gonna resolve as well. Um, once you are out of your walls, then you will see. If you were able to clean the whole area and, you know, get victory points and also advance on the victory points track, which usually in the solo scenarios, they once you reach certain, certain victory points uh, level and once you defeat the villain, that's how you win the game. And there's different levels of winning. So you can be like something like the story will tell like, well, you were able to do your revenge, but this and this and that. Or if you did very well, well, you were able to take your wrath on all the city and you destroy all the bad guys and you are the best or something like that, right? So anyway, that's basically how you're going to be doing. Once you defeat a location, then you're going to get another location that you're going to substitute the previous one that it will have higher victory points. Because those locations, once you swipe the whole location out of villain guys, you will get victory points. Once again, you have a nice insert where you can display the guys that you are killing. And you're going to be trying to find, in most of these scenarios, uh, solo scenarios, you're going to be trying to find this bad guy in order to get your revenge. You know, your vengeance, once again, depending on the character that you are playing with. Now, this is on the solo mode. Uh, you know, you, you're trying to defeat this guy and reach a certain level of victory points. On the competitive mode is very similar, <laughs> but the the only thing is that you know whoever gets more victory points wins the game, and that's basically it. This is like if you were playing in an action movie, you're making your own movie, especially with a director's cut expansion. You're making your own action movie, trying to go to different locations, trying to find to fight the. Uh, the the thugs and and the henchmen until you find you really found the the bad guy. It has very cool mechanics that actually, it's they give you some sort of hand management because at the beginning of each round you're gonna get some uh, henchmen that you can put uh, you know feel like like the consequences of choosing them because they're gonna break your knees they're gonna break your arms or things like that. But that will be helpful for you because that will mean that if you fight. Those uh, henchmen, so you're able to find them, and you have multiple copies of the henchmen in your in your hand or in your uh, you know playing area. They will give you more victory points. So yes, you want to pick some henchmen, and you want you know like hit me, I don't care, and that way I can be stronger. So sort of like in a you know in a sarcastic way, almost like Deadpool. Um, but um, once again, these cards will help you to get more victory points, and that's a, me a mechanic that is very interesting. Also, there's another part where you can get a uh, skills upgrade. And those skills will allow you usually to do certain actions besides the one that you get by rolling. 
they will allow you to change some die faces or they will allow you to switch a certain amount of dice and that way you can do a more powerful action or healing or get an extra die or different things like that. And I think, um, you know, that skills, uh, opportunities that you're able to get during the game, it's very cool. And you're going to be playing rounds and rounds and rounds until you are able to defeat the villains. Also, you're going to roll at the beginning of your turn to get, uh, you know, different things like reckoning to see uh, which villains are in certain zone because you can roll the dice and spend some stars, basically star symbols, to do these things. In that way, you can improve your odds of, you know, uh, you know, getting getting pretty much your vengeance and do your revenge. And that's how you're going to be playing, you know. You're going to be doing some damage and knockouts, and that way you can get the cards, then the wronging, st the wronging stage, then the montage round, then you're going to do the action phase once again, trying to get better skills, or trying to reckoning through heal from pe from previous turns, uh, in the way you don't you don't die. And then you're going to do co combat round, uh, when you're going to have a ready phase and a fight phase. You're going to fight, uh, you know, by attacking the den or the area, moving through the den, fighting the henchmen, fighting the villains, the thugs. And then um, after that, you're going to get, you're either going to exit the den because you're not you were not able to defeat the bad guys from that area. Or if you were able to defeat the bad guys from that area, you're going to get the victory points. And that's basically how, how Vengeance plays. Now, once again, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot of different mechanics that they play in the game. Uh, but that's the idea that you get. An, an action movie, uh, hardcore, uh, at some point even like uh, gory in the aspect like it's bloody and stuff. Um, and, and that's what you're trying to accomplish here. It's very nice because once you go to a den or do an area, you set up all the minis from the bad guys. You get the, uh, the, vi the villain card that is there. Once again, you look to see in your hand if you have those uh, that henchman or villain cards. In that way, you know that you had to really try to defeat that area and that way you can get more points or sometimes where you're able to reckon in with you know with certain abilities you can try to see on which uh which cards are fa previously phased down placed on different areas in that way you can see okay i see that on that then uh this there is this villain that right now is not you know convenient for me to go and fight because i don't even have him on my hand and the points that i'm gonna get are gonna be low or if you are able to find the the, the king or the bad guy you know, you can, you know, try and go after him in that way you can, or her, in that way you can get more uh, points, you know, for doing that as well. And that's basically vengeance, you know, Kill Bill, John Wick, uh, um, a lot of fights and, 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 you know, that sort of stuff game. Uh, and after I talk to you briefly about the gameplay, let's jump into my uh, favorite section of the show, actually, where is where I tell you what do I think about the game? If I rather play this game solo or, or competitive, or or yeah, just my thoughts on the game. And once again, big disclosure: this game was sent completely for free from my friends from Mighty Board Games, which they are always amazing with solo BG. Uh, and um, you know, for me to re to review the game, to play, to have fun, and to share my thoughts with you. So let's go right now to see what are my thoughts on the game, solo or competitive. Alrighty, so now we are ready to talk about my thoughts on the game. Once again, Vengeance. This is Vengeance with the Director's Cut expansion, Fit the Immaculate Gang. Alrighty, 
Should we start with what? Should we start with the good things or the bad things of the game? Well, the things that I they weren't uh, too much appealing for me. Let's start with the uh, with the things that I didn't enjoy as mo- at most of the game. First of all, um, I feel like it has a cool narrative, kind of on the solo mode, but at the same time, I feel like it's it's I I wanted it more. I wanted it to be more. Um, more immersive, I guess, into the narration. Don't get me wrong; I don't want a book to read and whatever. Now, but I wanted to 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 have a little bit of more flavor text, more more about you know story. The stories of each character, especially when you play solo, are very simple and tell you like this is going on, blah blah blah. That's it, and now you go to fight. I wish it could be a little bit more, and you know, like a, depending to, especially for the solo mode, because when you finish the solo mode, uh, depending on where the victory points are, it basically tell you like something quick, like this, this happened, that's it. Uh, and I wish it could be more like, okay, this has happened, this happened because that, and you know, give you that immersiveness. I don't know if it makes sense what I'm trying to say, and I know it's very weird, but give you that immersiveness. I I feel like uh, this game could use a little bit of more. Uh, flavor text and it would be probably even better uh you know a better experience for me at least for when i play it solo i played it competitive a couple of times and we will go through that in a bit um definitely my favorite um way to play this game is with the director's cut uh i feel like uh without the director's cut it's okay simple i don't know if it is a bad thing or not but when you add the director's cut it really adds to the game um you know, more, I feel like more strategy at the same time because you have more control on really making a movie. Like, you have the feeling of really directing a movie and, and trying to decide where everything is going to go. Plus, the character, once again, that you get on the director's cut, uh, where you are playing, where you're playing with a ninja Italian or Napo, uh, you know, uh, let's say, uh, Napoleone uh, ninja, the Napolitan ninja. I think that character is super cool, is my favorite character, and also it adds. Some solo missions for uh from all the heroes actually, so it gives you more replayability. Another thing that I really um I found I don't know if it was my copy though, but I, I, one thing that I I didn't enjoy as much uh it was the quality on the minis. Uh, a lot of the minis I will say like eighty percent of my minis they came uh, bent, you know, like a little bit bent, and some of them like almost laying down. I don't know if it was a bad thing that came on my copy. I want to say that they sent me the Kickstarter pledge, almost. Um, and I know this is not a big deal for some of you amazing friends. I know there's a lot of uh, tips and tricks that you can do with the miniatures in that way you put them in hot water and then uh, you take them out and then you kind of like the, the mini will go to their original or meant to be position. But I found myself, unfortunately, that a lot of minis, they can, they can bend. Um, and you know, I, I, I couldn't let that pass and not mention it that the production on the minis, it was a little bit, uh, almost disappointed just because of that. And I compared this production, for example, versus post-human saga, also from mighty board games where the minis are fantastic. I didn't have any problem with those minis. I don't know if it's because vengeance, there's a lot, a lot of minis. Uh, way more than in Posthuman Saga, and that could have caused it. But then again, you have other games uh, that I'm not going to mention right now because they're going to have their episodes where you get a bunch of plastic and a bunch of minis, and they came, you know, almost perfect. So um, there, there's another point over there. Once again, this is a big disclosure, though, because I don't know if it was my copy. Now, I have to say that one of my friends also backed this game, 
Uh, and when I when I ask him, he also got the same problem. So that makes me think that it was a whole batch of production that came like this, which is unfortunate. But once again, I know there's tips and tricks over there to fix them, but I wanted to throw it out there. Uh, and I, I, I think that's it, right, for, for the kind of the things that they were not appealing for me. Now, the good things that I like about the game, even if the minis are bended, I mean, they look, I mean, the ones from the main characters that they came fine, they look great. I really like the characters on the, on the whole game. Uh, the art, it's very good art, uh, very according to the game. It's hard for me to think about a different art, different type of art that it could, um, could fit the game. Just to give you an idea, and it reminds me, these, this art reminds me some sort of like the Walking Dead comics art, but with color. At the same time, they're not using a very bright colors. They're using more, uh, you know, like more like opaque colors, I guess. And a guy, he just uh, staring at me from the box. He look, he looks like the Ghost of Tsushima kind of guy with the suit. If <laughs> you have played the game, or with a tuxedo. Uh, and you know, I think the art on the game is fantastic. The the details on the cards, uh, the the trackers, the 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 mats or the tiles that you use for each scene. Very sturdy uh, cardboard. Very nice. Um, you know, I really like as well the trays that they it, it came with instructions basically. Or how you can you know fit the game. Actually, you can fit the expansion on the main box, which once again it's a huge box. Um, which that's another thing. Be careful about the space here because it's a big box. Anyway, so that's that's good too that you can fit the expansion on the same box, and actually you can accommodate it on the trays or the inserts that they give you on the game. I think that's a big plus. Honestly, I'm looking forward for more games to include that. Because right now, I will share with you that in my game room, I'm actually trying to sell some games, not because I don't like the game or because I don't enjoy them anymore. It's just because I'm running out of space. So I really appreciate where um, where in a game you can fit the expansions as well there. Uh, because that's the other problem, at least in my game room, that I have a bunch of games, but some of them, they have expansions, and I'm like, okay... Um, do I want to put the expansions in another closet? But at the same time, the expansion looks cool. So I just know I I just wish that for, to save me from all that struggle, they could have put everything to fit in one box. But then again, then you have like these humongous box like an acronym, like we were talking at the beginning. Anyway, <laughs> um, so that's the other thing of the game. The replayability on the game it's there. The replayability is there, so that it's a big plus. That shouldn't be a problem. You can play through through whole characters. Then you can mix the villains, and you will have kind of like an idea of the um, uh, you know a modular deck system, which is not, but it really allows you to mix characters, mix mix villains. In that way, you can have the replayability, and also uh, you know you have the replayability on each character to try to achieve the highest score, get the highest score, defeat the main guy. So you know, you will get replayability from the base game. Now, if you add the expansion, it adds more stories to the characters, um, solo missions, and I will, I will sit with solo missions and more uh, different strategies that you can play the game with. Also, um, you know, if you add the expansion competitive-wise, it will have replayability. On the competitive aspect of the game, I feel like it has less replayability than the solo mode for some reason. And this is because, I mean, the competitive... In my opinion, it felt different. Um, you know, 
because yes, I mean their playability will come at the same time, choose different villains and we can switch characters. But I feel like you will get more the taste of the replayability if you play it solo. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't know. It, it might be that you can go through all the characters and then all the villains and, and, and it will make it feel more replayable, I guess, versus the competitive version one. And that uh, that will take me to my next thought, which is where I had to decide if I'd rather play this game solo or cooperative. And I'm, I mean, sorry, solo of competitive. And I'm completely 100% sure that I really enjoy Vengeance way more as a solitary game than as a competitive one. And I did try a competitive, actually, with a couple of friends, uh, but I I feel like I got the true, the true feeling of, you know, <clears throat> doing some stuff, playing it solo. Competitive, it was fun, too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was fun to be fighting and laughing around the table. And, and you know, like when, when, you, when the other characters were able to clean or swipe an area and then uh, you will go through other area and then it will get tied some t- at some point with the victory points, you know, towards the end of the game. But in the solo mode, I feel like you really feel the experience that the game wants to transmit when they are talking about making an action film with, uh, with a lot of, uh, you know... Uh, I would dare to say almost like mature content on vengeance, revenge, and stuff. Uh, at the same time, this is not a game, if you are not into these sort of things, this won't be a game that it will be appealing to you, probably. But if you don't mind, and if you like, once again, those franchises that I mentioned, uh, such as John Wick and Kill Bill, almost like probably I would have to say Pulp Fiction, then definitely this theme will be something that you are going to be interested in. I can see that. And this game, I can see it making a lot of fuss also on the solo uh, solo gamers, you know, universe, just because it does uh, feel better, in my opinion, uh, as a solo game. And I feel that the game transmits the, uh, the idea better when you are playing solo. Um, and uh, with that being said, uh, when I rate my games once again from 0 to 5, where 5, it's an extraordinary game. A game that I can play it every night, and a zero it's a game that I hate, <laughs> and that I don't even want to waste energy or fire or anything on burning it. For me, Vengeance Director Scott with the expansion of Director Scott together, it it receives a solid three point five. It's a game that I definitely recommend you, uh, you know, to you to check it out. Um, you know, especially if you can check it out and try it before you buy it. Uh, once again, if you're appealing to those things that I mentioned, then you should be okay buying the game. If you are not sure if you like the theme so much or not, but you're interested on the game because it, it has some action to offer, then um, you know you, you might want to try it first, try to get a copy or, 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 or try to get the base game only in that way you can get the feel of it and then go from there. But once again, if you're in those franchises and you're in that in those themes, which particularly I am, and if you are, especially on a Merry Trash, I guess I hate to say a Merry Trash, but that's the category, and in a Merry Trash thematic games, then you will be into Vengeance, because you're going to be rolling some dice, you're going to have some tension, uh, and, and, and it's going to have, it's very lucky-based, I have to say, and that could be a pro or a con, there's some people that they like games on where a lot of luck is involved, especially by rolling, there are some people that they are against that thing, but, um, if you don't really mind those things, this is a classic thematic and merry 
American game. We're gonna gonna call it American, not American trash. Uh, so yeah, definitely check it out. 3.5. It's I'm keeping it on my collection. I'm keeping it on my collection. Vengeance. It's not going away because I feel like this game once again it will give me that satisfaction that if I'm in a mood uh, to play an action game and you know like uh, some sort of action and and fast pace and and trying to you know punch some bad guys and and come back and recover and get skills and punch punch them back again and then get hurt and then punch them back again then i will go for vengeance for example if i'm watching a movie and it's an action movie an action film some sort of like john wick you know that those type of music those type of movies i'm sorry or even mission impossible or something like that it will probably push me through okay once the finish once the movie is done i want to play vengeance so that's why I'm keeping this game because it, the theme is really appealing to me and the way of that the game plays is really appealing to me as well. So there it is. This was the episode on Vengeance with the Director's Cut expansion. Uh, once again, uh, it's a game that I, I enjoyed, that it's staying with me, and I'm looking forward to play it even more. And if you know, if my thoughts change in the future, which I can see uh, my thoughts just getting better on the game and not going worst um, then I will definitely share with you that as well it's a fun and strategic and um, full of vengeance <laughs> uh, and revenge game so like always I want to uh, remind you that once again you can follow us in our social media Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at SoloBG Podcast it really helps you have no idea it really helps when you guys give us a like when you guys share our content, when you guys comment, when you guys rate our show on iTunes especially, it really, really, really helps. Uh, and I'm having some giveaways that I will announce on the next episode probably. So stay tuned because there's some free games for all of you, my friends. So stay, stay tuned. Believe me, stay tuned. You will love it. Uh, anyway, that was it. Thank you so much for another episode. Thank you so much for bear with me with my accent. And thank you for being taking this path of vengeance, I guess, with me and this action-packed game. And like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop.